0: With us today is Eric Tommy of Venture South helping entrepreneurs get funding. Welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Stephen Husky, owner of Husky Financials Consulting and Wealth Management. Our goal is to help leaders accumulate wealth and empower them to build the life they deserve. Each week, we interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that is building a thriving business with community impact. We ask tough questions, learn the habits they practice to build successful careers and discover a secret they can pass on to help others build their businesses. It's time to talk money, meaning, and maximum impact. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Portfolio Pulse podcast. With me today, I have Eric Tommy. We'll talk a little bit about Eric real quick, but I want to say thank you to all my listeners. Thank you so much to people who have subscribed, who've listened to all the episodes I've put out so far. It's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes in these podcasts, so thank you so much for uh, just being a part of this. Eric Tommy he inherited the mantle of leading Venture South in Charleston in July of 2016. He started in engineering and operations before moving to a sales office and then his MBA then worked in management consulting in New York, and then the global headquarters for a Fortune 500 company, and finally started his life as an entrepreneur in 2012 by purchasing one company and starting another. Eric is currently the Director of Business Development at Charlestown Holdings, a capital markets and financial advisory firm headquartered in Charleston. Thanks for being with us today, Eric. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, Stephen. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, man. So, uh... I'd love to learn a little bit more about Charlestown Holdings as well as Venture South. Why don't you give us a quick rundown about what you do and how you fit in the entrepreneurial
1: space? I'd be happy to. I got involved, uh, like you mentioned, in Venture South in 2016 and really started to educate the market on what we were looking for in early-stage startups with investors and then how our whole investment process worked. And I got to see a lot of great entrepreneurs and companies, many of which are outside of the angel space. They're not really venture capital stage uh, growth companies, and would look at and help some of these companies, uh, look at their business plans, their pitch, their pro and maybe introduce them to investors, really just kind of being a nice guy. And then with the um, investment bank coming on board, had a lot more resources for these companies with access to institutional capital and debt capital markets, so was able to there get licensed and now have a chance to help these companies raise money or exit if they're looking to sell and have a lot of other resources through these connections with the investment bank.
0: You had a buzzword in there for me. It was as helping these businesses exit. As you know, the firm I'm working for, Consolidated Planning, is really geared towards helping businesses exit right. on their own terms. So tell me more about your experience with exit planning and how it helps businesses sell for when, when they want to, you know, for the amount they want, and, and to whom they want to sell it to.
1: You know, we see it certainly with Venture South. We want entrepreneurs to have the end game in mind as they're even starting. And and along the way, right, the the story of what they're trying to grow and the money and the resources they need to do it need to all align towards that end exit strategy. Yeah, If they're really going to maximize the return for both themselves and investors along the way. And if we're looking out for the best interest of our investors, it is helping to assess that and the company's abilities to do it and then being resources as opposed to ever hurdles in it. And then with Charlestown Holdings, talking to companies that have done that successfully and know you know, know themselves, they know where they're going and who they are and what they're not, they're going out then to ask for the right kind of help, whether that's uh, private equity money at minority stakes or majority stakes of the business or an outright sale but too often, and you probably see this, people that never considered it, they're mentally out of the game, perhaps, of this business they grew and loved, and it's, mm-hmm. it's their baby, mm-hmm. but they don't have the strategy of what to do with it next. And so the business isn't quite ready to maximize the return, and then the, the person's life and family, they are not ready for what that next stage is going to be. It's
0: funny you say that. The first episode of this podcast was an introduction to exit planning. Um, Excellent. And I talked about the rolling five to seven year period because you'll ask someone today, you know, when you wanna exit your business? Number one, they probably have never even thought about that. Or and if they have, it's I wanna retire in five to seven years and sell the business or give it to my kids or whatever. And then you ask them 10 years from then, because they're still in the business of course, say when do you guys wanna get out of this business? And they say five to seven years. So it's a rolling period. Of five to seven years, Mm -hmm. how do you get the business owners ready to get out of the business when they want to?
1: Well, with Venture South, we do uh, quite a bit of diligence. A lot of that is getting to know the team and being comfortable knowing that we may be in this for this five to seven, but maybe ten-year period or longer, and really making sure we have a relationship that um, we can be supportful, uh, supportive of throughout that time period. But now that we're generally grew to the size where we typically take lead and the roles uh, in the rounds that we are helping to um, invest in. So we're helping to set financial terms, but also control terms. And we'll typically place a board member or two with the company. And if they don't have a board, we'll help them set that up. And that board representative is there to help be our voice and the voice of those investors in that round to help constantly push for exit and just help keep eyes on the prize for, you know, is the company prepared for it? You know, having the right conversations? What else do we need to do? when it gets to Charlestown Holdings, uh, sometimes it's, there's not much we can do. It, well, I say that we do have um, an advisory services group that can come in as, as sort of fractional CFOs or, or advisors towards that and help over you know a time period, get some of the financials in shape and the documentation in shape uh, towards that and be the advisors that aren't focused on what the transaction should be. And then have it ready to pass it off to a transaction team to do the securities. But there are some, you know, where we've seen it, where it's someone that's uh, could have sold the business for 20 years. If they haven't done it yet, then what's the likelihood they're actually going to now? Not very high. Not very high. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I got to ask, you mentioned the securities group, there Are these people going from private to public and you're trying to help them transition into that new space? How does that
1: work? No, not with Charlestown Holdings. We wouldn't uh, typically to help take a company public. Um, with Venture South, we have had a portfolio company called Proterra that we've been investing in for over 10 years with some of our members that merged with a SPAC in January to go public. Mm-hmm.
0: Those is the rage right now, right? The yeah, yeah. yeah with billions.
1: It, it, right, <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, it raised money. Proterra was South Carolina's first unicorn. Raised money in 2019 at a billion dollar valuation, and with the SPAC merger, their valuation was 1.6 billion. And we'll have, um, I think, with if the stock price stays the same as they keep going, they'll be worth. Um, the stock price was at 10 million. 10. $10 per share, that's the, the standard stock price for SPACs, mm-hmm. and went up to over $25 per share. So uh, we're projecting now that the about $5.5 million our investors put in over that 10-year period is now going to come back in $27.5 million. So that feels pretty good.
0: Wish I got in back then. Right, right. Don't we all. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, uh, you know, I know you're involved in a lot of things here in Charleston. you got your hands in, in different baskets. Um you know, as I typically interview people who are involved in the, in the medical profession or those who are in the entrepreneurial role. So, you know, what's your background? You know, what makes Venture South and Charlestown land, uh, Holdings unique in, in this
1: community? Uh, so my background is typically been more engineering and operations, turned into sales, turned into consulting, turned into being an entrepreneur. So I like wearing it's a, a lot of different of hats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you know, some things have done opportunistically, some things I've done by plan, and some things I've done just by necessity. And I have, um, you know, grown to really like sort of wearing a hat where I'm a consultant and can help look into a business, uh, where I'm an investor and looking to maximize a return on a transaction, and where I'm an operator and trying to just do the best for clients and for customers and, you know, maximize the P&L. So what is it you'd like our listeners to know about
0: you your business or any upcoming events that you have going on?
1: Well, so Venture South, we typically will have um, we run our pipeline, and so all the companies that are coming into us for um, funding, we'll screen them, and then they'll. Before COVID, there was a roadshow, and so we would host events where founders would come and pitch uh, to our members and to guests. So I'll invite people from the community that are interested in joining Venture South and think they want to invest in private companies. Uh, we'll invite you so you can see see how it happens. And so we'll see Q&A with founders, review due diligence, talk about open rounds that we have going. So always happy to meet people and let them see what we're doing. And even if it's not right for them, you know they probably know of someone else that's interested in it. Uh, but it's a really unique experience, if I want to remember, say, they feel like they're a, a giant hedge fund manager going into a Fortune 100 company and getting the... Treatment from the CEO to talk to them like they're serious. We are sitting front row with CEOs of tomorrow's great companies, and they're talking to us and listening and having Q and A. And so it's a it's a pretty special experience that I'd love for people to to try out.
0: When these people are interested in getting into, you know, venture capitalism or being an angel investor, what would be the minimum type of investment they could make in, in these businesses? And is it dependent upon the business that is up for? you know, their presentation in that given month or, mm-hmm. and then also what's like the maximum type of, of contribution you've seen towards these given companies?
1: Yeah. Right. So this type of company, and if they were raising money from individuals probably would have a very high minimum, you know, like 25,000 or a hundred thousand dollars or more to okay. invest, right? Cause they don't want to have Thousands of hundred dollar investors. In it. Um, <laughs> I'd be
0: all in on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there
1: are the the public crowdfunding you know, equity raise sites now. You can do a reg successful. CF. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not quite what we do, but we do allow for an accumulation of people to have much lower minimums into it. And so, our for Venture South members to invest in any of the companies, it's a five thousand dollar minimum and uh, Average check size per investment is probably like ten to twelve thousand dollars. And we have a pretty wide spectrum. We've got members that are, you know, doing five to ten thousand dollars in a handful of deals every year. We have some that are doing you know five to ten or higher consistently almost in everything. And we have others, you know, whether based upon their bank account or their risk tolerance, they're writing much bigger checks and looking for more. And the thing is with Venture South is we allow uh, the structure that all of those people can work together. And so we're typically writing five to $800 million checks into these companies uh, with wow. each of our rounds. And each one is a different accumulation of our members and their dollar amounts based upon their interest and their appetite. So what are the type of, of
0: uh, industries you're seeing in these in these uh, meetings?
1: Yeah, so for Venture South, it's always Southeast-based companies raising a million to a million and a half, though we've seen that go up, both just as the Southeast has started to uh, heat up and with our ability to write larger checks these days. Um, We want all these companies to be able to grow 10 times over in the next five years and have an extra strategy in three to five years. And they're offering to be in preferred equity versus a convertible node or a safe. We want, um, we typically want them to be, we, we like B2B offerings mm-hmm. not consumer focused or you know, consumer packaged goods
0: business helping businesses
1: Business is helping businesses because right. yeah, i think it's, it's more quantifiable it's a lower entry as far as sales and marketing you can track so, it better yeah yeah um and we don't have an, a, a specification on industry we do however it seems like it's for me falling in three different buckets it is manufacturing and sometimes it's making things other times it's it's making things better um, efficiency, or safety, or quality—probably uh, a third in healthcare, and that's everything from hospital administration systems to uh, medical devices and, and sometimes therapeutics. Uh, and then a third, software, and B two B SaaS.
0: So tech is really interesting for me. I've been in- investing a lot of my own money personally into into technology. Do you fi- do you find that those three different type of businesses you just described are kind of melding together as as progression takes place? Like I know medical and hospitals and all these places are are using technology to
1: grow and advance their
0: businesses, do you find that there's going to be a a melding of the industries?
1: In some cases, for sure, right? We're looking to invest, um, one of our most recent investments, um, is a company out of North Carolina and they do 3D printing of needles that will go into medical devices. Interesting. And so a lot of it is on their research and development and their technology to get into, um, how to make these types of super small needles, yeah. but for the medical
0: industry. Okay, perfect. So, um, you know, I'm always looking to connect businesses to each other. What, what are some ways that people can get interested in looking at Venture South as an investment opportunity? What are some ways that they can be excited about the different business
1: opportunities that are out there? Well, for Venture South, I'm always happy to meet anybody, so I'll have a cup of coffee and yeah. love learning about what entrepreneurs are doing. It's easy energy to feed off of because they know they're out to change the world with what they're working on, and we have uh, staff now that helps manage our pipeline, and so thankfully, because of some of the criteria I just stated, we publish on our website what we're looking for in pitch, what we're looking for in due diligence. We want entrepreneurs to bring us investment-ready deals. And it's nice to be able to explain to investors what's going on. So research our website, reach out to me, and then we'll feed you in with our um, staff that help run that pipeline. And if it's not now, it doesn't mean never. And so for all the funding sources, if you've done your homework and what they're looking to invest mm-hmm. in is also what your business is about, then stay in touch. You know, for a lot of the companies we see they're just a little too early, it is stay in touch with us. And when you follow up and do what you said you were gonna do in an earlier update, and you start building credibility and start building the relationship, and it makes it for an easier investment decision later. But the um the idea of checking out the website, I think is critical for all the companies looking for any type of their financing. What do is the your website? homework. Well, just in general. Okay. So our, our website is Venturesouth.vc. Okay. But for anybody, do homework on who is investing in your industry, in your niche, in your stage, uh, and it's just, otherwise, you're, they're wasting their own time if they're trying to reach for investment uh, from anybody and everybody.
0: So, being this is this is a money podcast, and so I want to talk a little bit about money being a tool to just it's an, it's a means to an end. You mm-hmm. know, that's how people get to their perfected lifestyle they want today and even in the future, and so. What's the hardest lesson that you've learned about money in business, either personally or maybe through a case study that you can share with us? No names, of course, but something from Charlestown um, Holdings or from Venture South.
1: Uh, well, know how much cash you have on hand, I think, is pretty critical. And I had an entrepreneur I spoke with a couple of years ago, really bright guy, working on some really cool stuff, and he'd been reading a lot of the entrepreneur books. And he's like, do you want to know why companies fail? (laughs) He got motivated. He said they run out of money. Yeah. He's like, well... And he was waiting for some others. I think he's going for some psychological thing. And I was like, no, when they're out of cash, I think that's that's it. Um, Which I personally uh, didn't work... That that was my chase, too. My business failure, checking that box, uh, the company I bought in 2012 was a turnaround situation. And I'll tell people now, I ignored all the red flags and with my ego on my shoulder, went headlong into it, knowing that I would just be smarter, work harder, somehow make it work. Mm -hmm. The supply chain implications to the cash flow and the idea that there was all a lot of, we made kayaks and so everything we had was custom pieces and we maybe had 60 different custom pieces in one kayak. So for me to order one more of those pieces, they'd have to put the mold in the machine and stamp out the, the metal. I couldn't just go buy it off of Lowe's. And so at one point I said, "Well, this is great. No one can come copy my designs, but if I only needed ten more pieces, the company is going to make me order a thousand of them." And I didn't have yeah. the cash on hand. I didn't have the balance sheet to really do that.
0: There's not there's not more than one Apple. You know, Apple doesn't integrate with anything. And if, as long as you're more integratable with other companies or products or services, you're you're more likely to I think succeed. Just,
1: yeah, you yeah. get a lot more safety nets that way.
0: That's that's for sure, man. Well, so. You're saying that cash flow is important. When you're desperate for it, it's it's hard to it's hard to get. It's too expensive
1: to get. Yes, yes. I mean, there's sources for lending and ways to get money, but when you are in no position to demand the negotiations, it is way too expensive. And you know there, there are some resources. And just some of that's getting to know who you're you're dealing with. Uh, you want expensive money from somebody you can trust. So mm-hmm. hopefully, get you out of a bad situation. But yeah, otherwise, you're giving up a lot of position. So a lot of
0: our listeners here are from the medical field. They're trying to learn more about their own personal finances, and they want to learn how to maybe run their own practice. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned about a third of the clients that are working with you at Venture South are in the medical field. Mm -hmm. What are they looking for in terms of maybe investment opportunities, and then what's some of the feedback that you've gotten around how they've been invested in these different businesses that have come through?
1: It's great because with Adventure South, the idea that anyone's an expert in all these types of businesses we see is is, is, is it's not going to happen. And so you have to be able to trust and rely on other members to be experts in their fields. And so when we see some of this really amazing medical technology, we, we've got to get the doctors and PhDs in the crowd to help teach us. When they do and when they really can see value in something new that's innovative that will make practices better or or the practice medicine better or cheaper to to deliver Um, they can really help translate what the the potential is Um, or you know open up the industry and just know who uh, are the big players that make acquisitions of smaller technology companies and how do they then put that through their distribution pipeline uh, and so help us understand those kind of exit potential. Um, but we have a, a local investor here who is now working with the company we got involved in last year out of uh, the Research Triangle and that now sits on the board for the company to help translate you know our our work towards them. Um, so we definitely uh, to get access to those companies and then really get the insight we need during due diligence, we rely on the expertise of our members. And so for our healthcare uh, professionals, it's been important and really nice to have. So these
0: healthcare professionals are trying to add to their own personal portfolios, really by just being involved with Venture South. They might have cash on hand. They've got a practice they run. They've got their business that they have going on and stocks and bonds and all that. So they can add to that and diversify by having ownership in a business.
1: Right. They're investing directly into private companies through Venture South. And so they have a stake in company that has a chance to go you know grow 10 times over and in a five seven year period right that's right <laughs> that's right
0: well good i just want to let you know i want to let our listeners know that there's so many opportunities out there for investments you know you can you can invest in yourself personally you know your own health make sure that you're taking care of yourself i, I had a doctor friend who passed away recently who used his own practice really like his, he was a chiropractor and he he wanted to go to chiropractors only for his own health. So invest in your own health personally, go get checked out, make sure you're investing in yourself, but look at your portfolio, check with a professional, you know, myself or someone who's, who's like you in the business world and make sure you're diversified across all the boards. Cause if you're, if you're too weight, heavily weighted in one area and the market goes down, there's not a whole lot of, of help that you can get. But if you you have one area that's not doing well and the other area is doing you know, really well, it's like, it's like the, the bridge outside of our office here, the Ravenel bridge. If you build that bridge with no give, with no suspension, first gust of wind that comes along, it's going to break down, and it's going to flow and it's going to go into the harbor. You know, but if you actually have some give in it, you have different, you know, diversified assets that are working well for you. If a down market in one section of your portfolio, the rest of it can work well for you and keep you afloat. So that's kind of my mantra when it comes to investing. And I feel like business opportunities that you're giving others to invest in are helping them diversify their portfolio as a whole.
1: Right. We don't give um, investment advice or make recommendations, but we do preach that they have their own process, um, and so they need a, a strategy. Where does this sort of venture capital investing for their, their private wealth fit in with other other landscape of their other investments? And that they know they have a bucket of, of that funds um, already assigned for it, and they know what kind of a portfolio. So it's a process, portfolio, and so how much capital are they going to deploy towards those certain Investments and then patience. These are uh, illiquid investments, and so once they have their money in, it's going to take that five to seven years to get it back out. And um, there's really no end in, in between. So uh, have a process, build a portfolio, and have some patience. That's a great mantra, man.
0: There's a couple questions I like to ask before we finish up episodes, and it's to kind of get our listeners geared in for our, our next our next week. And you know, one of them is is what is what is your purpose? Working with Charles, you know, Charlestown Holdings and, and Venture South and your lasting legacy that you want to leave here in this Charleston community.
1: I uh, want to take the business ideas and the investment sort of mindset to nonprofits and sort of the community in general. And so with some of that, I'm the investment chair for Social Venture Partners, and it's a um, philanthropic venture ph- philanthropy group that looks to invest in nonprofits and get a return on impact with that investment. And so it's monetary as well as uh, advice and consulting. And working with a group called Charleston Shared Future to try to improve educational results for every child, uh, regardless of race in our community. And we know many of the ways that our current education system is failing so many of our children, and want to take the business mindset to the impact to our entire community, and that this is not a zero-sum game, and that educating some children versus others uh, is not leading to better benefits for, for anyone. If we educate all children the same, the way that it would impact the economy to our local area would be gigantic. And so I'm, I'm looking for resources now to, uh, to try to explain that better. And with Charleston Shared Future, we're telling stories about what the future of education could be and using that to inspire our leaders both within uh, the school district, but our legislative leaders and city and county council people, to make education uh, an equitable education more of a priority. So, if we have any uh, doctors,
0: practice owners, or medical professionals that are you know they have money that's just burning a hole in their pocket, and they want to invest it and diversify their portfolio. Where can these people find you?
1: Well, Venture South. We're online, uh, VentureSouth.VC, uh, and you can also email me and contact me maybe through show notes here. We'll um, have it in there. Yep, great. For sure. We'll set links up. Um, I'll post this as well. And always happy to, to grab a, a cup of coffee and I'll probably, I'll probably be near you in the Harbor Club having a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you so much, and we appreciate your time.
1: I appreciate
0: you having me. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us today on Portfolio Pulse. If you found this helpful and think others deserve to hear about us as well, please like, subscribe, and share us across any platform on social media or your podcast platform of choice. That's it for today. Remember to be happy, stay healthy, and tune in next time to remain financially fit. This podcast is for information purposes only. Michael Stephen Husky is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ, 6115 Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210, 704-552-8507. Securities products and advisory services offered through PASS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Pass is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Husky Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Pass or Guardian. Eric Tommy and Venture South Charleston are not affiliated with or endorsed by Pass, Guardian, or Husky Financial, and opinions stated are their own.